men fear the chance of hell. Still, all he had ever heard of hell made him think it unlikely that the torments reserved for its luckless inhabitants could be restricted to a sore nose. On the other hand, this couldn't be heaven on several counts. For one, he didn't deserve it. For another, it didn't look it. And for a third, he doubted that the rewards of the blessed included a broken nose any more than those of the damned. While he had always thought of purgatory as a grey sort of place, the faint reddish light that hid everything around him seemed suitable. His mind was clearing a bit, and his power to reason was coming back, if slowly. Someone, he thought rather crossly, ought to see him, and tell him just what the sentence was, until he should have suffered enough to be purified and at last to enter the kingdom of God. Whether he was expecting a demon or an angel was uncertain. He had no idea of the staffing requirements of purgatory. It wasn't a matter the Dominie had addressed in his school days. While waiting, he began to take stock of whatever other torments he might be required to endure. There were numerous cuts, gashes and bruises here and there, and he was fairly sure he'd broken the fourth finger of his right hand again. Difficult to protect it, the way it stuck out so stiff, with the joint frozen. None of that was too bad, though. What else? Claire. The name knifed across his heart with a pain that was more racking than anything his body had ever been called on to withstand. If he had had an actual body any more he was sure it would have doubled up in agony. He had known it would be like this when he sent her back to the stone circle. Spiritual anguish could be taken as a standard condition in purgatory, and he had expected all along that the pain of separation would be his chief punishment. Sufficient, he thought, to atone for anything he'd ever done, murder and betrayal included. He didn't know whether persons in purgatory were allowed to pray or not, but tried anyway. Lord, he prayed, that she may be safe, she and the child. He was sure she would have made it to the circle itself. Only two months gone with child, she was still light and fleet of foot, and the most stubbornly determined woman he had ever met. But whether she had managed the dangerous transition back to the place from which she had come, sliding precariously through whatever mysterious layers lay between then and now, powerless in the grip of the rock, that he could never know. And the thought of it was enough to make him forget even the throbbing in his nose. He resumed his interrupted inventory of bodily ills, and became inordinately distressed at the discovery that his left leg appeared to be missing. Sensation stopped at the hip, with a sort of pins and needles tingling at the joint. Presumably, he would get it back in due time, either when he finally arrived in heaven, or at the least, at Judgment Day. And after all, his brother-in-law, Ian, managed very well on the wooden peg he wore to replace his missing leg. Still, his vanity was troubled. Ah, that must be it. A punishment meant to cure him of the sin of vanity. He mentally set his teeth, determined to accept whatever came to him with fortitude and such humility as he could manage.
Still, he couldn't help reaching an exploratory hand, whatever he was using for a hand, tentatively downward, to see just where the limb now ended. The hand struck something hard, and the fingers tangled in wet, snarled hair. He sat up abruptly, and with some effort cracked the layer of dried blood that had sealed his eyelids shut. Memory flooded back, and he groaned aloud. He had been mistaken. This was hell. But James Fraser was unfortunately not dead, after all. The body of a man lay across his own. Its dead weight crushed his left leg, explaining the absence of feeling. The head, heavy as a spent cannonball, pressed face down into his abdomen, the damp matted hair a dark spill on the wet linen of his shirt.